On this episode of Obstacles Under the Surface, I am going to be talking about having security within yourself. And this is really one of the most important things that you can have. Above validation from others, above success, having security within yourself is going to lead you to such a greater peace. I'm Katie Wenger, a psychotherapist of 18 years. I am a writer. I am a consultant. I'm really enjoying this podcast and being able to share with you so many things that I have learned through my experience over those years and working with so many wonderful clients, motivated for personal growth and change, where they got stuck. And that's what really led me to creating this podcast and to defining this idea of the obstacles that individuals have under the surface. The things that maybe they're not conscious of that impact how they feel, their relationships, choices that they make in life, their success. And my topic today, security within yourself, comes up because I know this can be a sabotage point for relationships. And it can be something that really makes you feel poorly about yourself and decreases your self-esteem. The goal is to like yourself enough to get the most out of your alone time. So that's the bar you want to hit here. You want to be able to spend time alone in quiet reflection, just with your thoughts or thinking about nothing, just sitting, looking out the window, sitting in quiet peace, being able to define some things for yourself maybe, or journaling or drawing while you sit in quiet solitude, quiet solitude, you want to get the most out of your alone time. And when you have that full security within yourself, you'll love doing that. You'll love spending time alone. You'll love being able to reflect on yourself and your thoughts and what you want out of life and really where you think that you're at with all of those things. So you can just be alone, notice your thoughts pass, maybe watch the leaves outside your window, wave in the wind, and you can feel good and at peace and enjoy your own company. Like yourself enough to love yourself. And until you can fully do this, you really shouldn't be putting a lot of your effort, your time, your energy into relationships that you choose. So meaning ones going forward. So if you're not in a romantic relationship and you are not feeling like you love yourself, there is some inner work to be done there and you will be 
thankful for that and you will be glad that you allowed yourself the time to fully embrace that inner love that leads to security and it leads to being able to define how other people treat you, what you accept in your life, advocating for your goals, being willing to try new things, challenge yourself. You want to appreciate your qualities and your individuality. And remember that you don't have to be like anyone else. You don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. You don't have to be a certain way or achieve a certain thing that someone else tells you that you need to achieve. You decide. You define your life. And you define your goals. And there may be plenty of times that you don't reach them, that you fail. And that is all part of the process. What you learn from those failures and from those times where you don't reach your goal or you don't reach it in the way that you want to, you're going to learn how to do it better the next time. You're going to up your game. And that is just going to make it all the more enjoyable and better for you. So until you can love yourself, appreciate your qualities and your individuality, you are not the healthiest version of yourself. And you want to get there. Trust me. When you look back after doing this work and really becoming fully secure with who you are, and with what you want and accept from other people and what you get out of life, you will be so much better off for it and you will feel happier. You will feel like you reach this level of success that maybe you never thought possible. In my book that is coming out in April, also titled Obstacles Under the Surface, I talk about the same concept of loving yourself fully before you enter a relationship or parenthood, if possible. If you're already there, you're already married, you already have kids, or you're in a serious relationship that you think is healthy and you want to continue, you can still do this work. You need to prioritize the time for you. You need to prioritize doing things that you enjoy and maintaining your individuality. And you still need to spend time at least once per week, at least 30 minutes, alone, really doing nothing. When I say doing nothing, the only action that is acceptable really is journaling or drawing or sketching. You don't want to be listening to music or exercising during this time and definitely not judging yourself. You want to be reflecting on you and you want to be giving that love to yourself by acknowledging your wins, big and definitely small. 
And this is good to do at the end of each day, actually. During this quiet reflection time, you want to look at how far you've come with things that you are working on. Every step is a step towards your goal. Doesn't matter if it takes longer than you think. It doesn't matter if it doesn't happen in the exact way that you saw it happening or wanted it to happen. What matters is that you're taking a step. You can notice your needs in your mind, in your body, and fulfill them. Be present, be mindful in what you are doing throughout the rest of your day. And in that quiet reflection time, you want to be sure to transition negative thoughts to more positive ones as soon as you notice them. Do not allow any thoughts that hurt you to linger. Now, in saying that, I don't mean that you don't allow yourself to go through emotions during this time and you don't explore hard things. There may be something that you need to grieve. There may be something that you need to process your anger on. There may be something that you feel sad about or hurt about. And this is when you can allow yourself to acknowledge that. You acknowledge that your feelings are valid. You don't have to only get that from other people. Start with yourself. Acknowledge that your feelings are valid. And maybe spend some time processing why you are feeling that way fully. And put accountability where it belongs. That's part of the self-judgment piece. If you feel like you have some accountability, take it. Decide what steps you need to take to do things differently the next time and let it go. Remember that, let it go, move forward. The only function of guilt is to let you know when you've done something wrong. And that even then, when you feel guilt that is needed and you Take that accountability and you make that plan for taking steps to do things differently next time. You still do not continue to judge yourself. You move forwards. But if you feel guilt and you don't need to take, you determine that you don't need to take accountability for what you're feeling guilty for, then you let it go right away. But do not sit there and judge yourself, speak harshly to yourself, let other people's voices come into your mind of saying hurtful things or judgmental things or abusive things. Do not abuse yourself, certainly. I see a lot of people getting stuck in that habit of abusing yourself in your own mind. Frequent negativity and blaming yourself, taking accountability for things that other people did 
that you think if I did this thing differently, they wouldn't have done that. That is not for you to take responsibility for. Other people should control their own reactions and behaviors towards you, the world, and other people. You don't make someone behave in a certain way, except in the case of reactive abuse, which is a separate topic for another time. But if you are listening to this and you are looking at how to increase that security within yourself, I'm fairly certain you don't fall into that category or you don't practice abusing someone in a way that leads to reactive abuse. So I will stop there and pick that up another time. But spend most of your time in thinking about your strengths, what you love about yourself, what qualities make you different than other people. Doesn't matter what other people think about those qualities. Doesn't matter if they think they're odd or that your hobbies are different than other people, things you like to do, they don't understand. This is you. You are the only you, and you get to be fully and completely you. And through practicing those thoughts again and again, every week, or more than once a week, you will feel that love radiating internally, and you won't need to look for it primarily from anyone else. Yes, we need to connect with other people. Yes, we need to feel love and emotions towards other people. And we crave companionship and being fully seen and heard and connecting with others in a way that you can only connect with other human beings. But translate that into how you can do that within. If you find yourself frequently feeling jealous in a relationship or jealous of what someone has or jealous of what they've achieved, take a look at that and know that that is a sign. If it is a lingering feeling, it is an emotion, it is gonna come up in individuals. But if it's a lingering thought or it's a lingering feeling, you, you're not feeling completely secure within yourself. And that can shine some light on where you need to focus your attention. If you are criticizing or putting other people down out louder in your mind, that shines a light on needing to work on the security within yourself. And I really want to highlight that no one is anywhere near perfect. And you are not better than anyone and no one is better than you. but you do want to be a secure person. 
That is the way to have healthy relationships. That is the way to find peace. That is the way to be the best parent, have the greatest success in your career. Without that, it's really tough to do. Or you hurt a lot of people along the way, or you're miserable. So none of them are really desirable outcomes and something that only you can change, but you absolutely can change it. You want to feel happy and refreshed after practicing your self-love, after identifying what makes you you, an individual, and what you really treasure about yourself. And your individuality should always remain intact. It doesn't change or diminish or go away when you have a child or when you enter a relationship or when that relationship isn't going well or when you get married or when someone else comes in or out of your life. And some of these details of how you practice this will be unique to you. Feel free to feel it out for yourself and notice what feels good and what makes you feel at peace and good about yourself. That's what you want to be doing. And in your day-to-day -day life, say no when you don't want to do something. Don't push yourself for the benefit of someone else all the time or even frequently. Live with gratitude and always, always acknowledge your positive qualities and growth. Make sure that you get to do the things that you enjoy. Pick the group or couple's activity half of the time or some of the time. You don't always have to just choose what other people want to do. And do not compromise yourself for a person or a job ever. I am going to give you a few examples of what not having security within yourself may come up as. And so this would be insecurity internally. And the first example that I'm going to give you is of a child of a girl in fifth grade and we'll call her Anna who was on the playground with her friends and had a not great time at recess. She was used to playing tag with her friends playing on the playground, doing different games that they came up with that they would typically do during recess, or stand and talk, or things that fifth grade girls do when they're out on the recess yard. And a couple of her friends 
told her that they didn't want to play with her and they walked away. And she's standing there, even though there are other friends still standing near her, maybe not necessarily hearing that interaction or seeing what happened, but playing near her and come over to re-engage her. But Anna is stuck thinking, what did I do? Why do they not want to play with me? Why did they walk away? But also takes it a step further in thinking that maybe I'm not a person that people like or want to play with. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe they're never going to play with me again. And what if I never have any friends? What if I'm always alone? So what you can see in this example is something typical that happens for children, which is at times to be rejected by their peers. And maybe it's because of something that they said or did that their peers didn't like. Or maybe not. But what Anna is doing in this scenario is taking it a step further in her mind and interpreting it into something being wrong with her or a, that it will be a permanent state of being, that she won't have friends and people will never like her and there are things about her that are unlikable. So I say that example for two reasons, to show you how some of these experiences of feeling insecure in the moment happen to most children and how some kids can take that to a more overthinking place, more internalizing, and like I said, permanent fear of permanent permanence with that situation. And over time, that erodes their internal security and their security with the world because social interactions and having friends and having people to spend time with is necessary and healthy for us as people. The second example that I will give is of a man named John, we'll call him John, and John is dating Alicia, and John and Alicia have a pretty typical relationship maybe spend a little more time together than other couples do. They really enjoy each other's company. There have been times when their friends have said, you're not spending any time with us, or you know, he's not spending time with his friends, or she's not spending any time with her friends, um, or, or not much time. And 
they continue that way where most of the things that they do are together, not everything, but a lot of things. And one day, Alicia tells Jean that she is going to go to the shore, to the beach with her friends for three days. And John immediately feels uncomfortable and feels that sense of being alone or that he will feel alone and tries not to show a reaction to that. Says, oh, that sounds really fun. Maybe you can call me at night. We can say goodnight to each other. You can tell me about what you're doing. And she says, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And the trip is in a couple of weeks. And so those couple of weeks le leading up to the trip, John is feeling increasingly uncomfortable internally because he feels a lack of security. He feels some insecurity with her spending that much time away from him and him being used to having her there most of the time. And, you know, a separate conversation for another time would be that maybe Alicia is feeling the same way and not saying it. And that would, could be a, a, an example of codependency. But for today, we're just going to focus on John. And so, like I said, the time that's leading up to the trip, he's feeling increasingly uncomfortable. But he doesn't say anything. And he doesn't discourage her to go. Maybe a couple of times playfully says, oh, I'm going to miss you. Like, I wish you were staying home. But doesn't convey that it's really more than that internally for him, that he's really feeling insecure about this. And he, he gets to the time when she goes away. And once she leaves, he, he's okay for an hour or two, feels fine. He's distracted with getting his homework done. And he has a practice later that night. But as the hours go on, he starts feeling more and more uncomfortable internally and kind of manifests in him physically. Like he starts fidgeting a little bit and he starts just feeling really bad, really low, like really just wanting her to come home and spend time with him and being a little bit unsure of what to do without her. He has plans with his friends the next night. He's looking forward to that, but still there's that feeling of being apart from her. And maybe some thoughts creep in like, what if she meets another guy? Or what if she spends these three days with her friends and decides she doesn't want to be with me anymore? Thoughts that his mind didn't need to jump to. There was no evidence for either of those things. Even if they were possibilities, there was nothing that anyone else would be able to see or that he would be able to say that led him to think that. But that's where his thoughts went to because without her being in close proximity to him and spending a lot of time together, he feels insecure. 
So that, I don't think that's the way that anyone wants to feel. And maybe some of you can relate to that feeling. Maybe some of you can't. But that is an example of not having that security, the level of security within that you want to have to feel good about yourself and to feel, to be healthy in your relationships. Because eventually things like that will have a negative impact on the relationship in one way or another and potentially cause it to be unhealthy. Will cause it to be unhealthy. And so if I give you a third example of a couple again, we can make it John and Alicia again, but they're, you know, similar backstory about them dating, but change the scenario and change how he feels internally and where his thoughts go. So if we go back to when we talk about the fact that in the second example where John and Alicia spend most of their time with each other and not that much time with their friends or not even close to what they did before they started dating. The difference in this example would be that they do have a good balance, that they spend time with friends, they spend time with family, they go out on dates with each other though and spend some time together but they don't need to spend a lot of time together and definitely not a lot of time alone. They spend more time, um, well, an even amount of time doing things with other couples and in groups and going out places and then times just the two of them, but there's a good balance. And she tells him one day that um, she is going away for a few days with her friends. And so, Again, John says, oh, that sounds like fun. I hope that you have a good time. I'll miss you. Um, I'll, I'll see you when you get back. And then there's a couple of weeks again that are leading up to that trip. And John is thinking about other things. He's not thinking about or spending so much time thinking about the fact that she's going away. It's not really a concern in his mind. It's not any kind of worry. He's not afraid that he will feel alone or sad or, you know, will be uncomfortable not having her there to spend time with for three days. So they continue with their normal routine of having a healthy balance and spending time together. And John even enjoys spending time by himself, doing things that he enjoys that she doesn't enjoy doing some things with his friends that she doesn't enjoy or time that's dedicated just for him and his friends. He thinks about his sports team and the practices and the game that's coming up. And he thinks about um, his schoolwork and he thinks about, or if we're talking about adults, he's thinking about work and he's thinking about um, a movie that he's interested in seeing and what he's gonna do when he gets home tonight. And those two weeks pass and Alicia goes on her trip and he it feels a little bit of sadness in seeing her go again, tells her that he'll miss her, genuinely does feel like he will miss her to some extent and does miss her somewhat while she's away, but is happy for her having a good time with friends 
getting away, doing something out of the ordinary. And he takes that time as an opportunity to spend even more time alone or spend more time with friends or get some things done that he's been putting off. And he talks to her while he's away, while she's away. But his thoughts never go to, like in the second example, that, oh my goodness, what if she finds another guy? What if she decides that she wants to break up with me? Those things don't come up in his mind because he has that security within. He feels good about who he is. He feels good about the relationship and it's healthy. And he can tell himself and, and knows just intuitively and, and it's a core understanding of his that even if something did happen to them as a couple, even if they weren't together anymore, or they decided they weren't right for each other and weren't together anymore, that he would still be okay. It would be sad, of course. Ending a relationship always is. There's always difficult emotions that come with that because it's a physical and emotional separation of someone that you were close with. But he knows that he would be able to handle it and he would be okay and he wouldn't blame himself where it wasn't needed. He might take accountability, you know, for things that he thought he could do differently but he definitely wouldn't internalize it to the point of, you know, what if I never date anyone again? What if I'm always alone? I can't be alone. I, I haven't been spending that much time with my friends, so I don't have that to fall back on. He has a healthier framework in place internally and externally with the other pieces of his life. So he has security within. And that's the point that you want to get to. And it comes through really holding on to that self-love, holding on to confidence that you can develop or you already have, and taking life as it comes, knowing that, again, that there will be some sad things or some hurtful things, but you'll be able to get through it and it will be temporary. So this is what the point where I would like all of you to get to if you're not there. Having that security, having that confidence, loving yourself enough to know that this is temporary, that there will be other relationships, that um, date, part of dating is to find the right match with you for you so you may not find that in the relationship that you're in at that time. And to reiterate to, if you're not there, to get to that point is through increasing or de specifically dedicating time to be spent alone and time to do things that you enjoy, holding on to your identity, holding on to your individuality, even when you're in a relationship, and conveying to yourself that sense of self-love, self-compassion, and self-acceptance.
So this episode, I hope that it has given some things for you to think about, or maybe it has been a confirmation that you do already have this security within, and you're at a good place with that, and you will be okay, regardless of the things that come your way in life, that may be things that you wouldn't choose. 